Well, hello and welcome along to episode 19 of the All Things Leeds podcast by myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, joining me in the studio this week is, of course, Leeds United fan and good friend, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. Not bad. Good week? Yeah, yeah. Last week. I mean, could have gone a lot worse, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in this episode, we will, of course, look back on what was uh, an eventful afternoon, I think it's fair to say, at Ellen Road last Sunday, uh, where Leeds United drew 1-1 with Aston Villa, both of those goals being scored in controversial fashion, so we will discuss that. Uh, it's also been a week of awards at the club. We'll have a look at who picked up trophies at the Leeds United Player of the Year Awards for this season, uh, which took place after the Aston Villa game on Sunday night. We'll also discuss the players who are in the PFA's Team of the Year to and what a great week it's been for the U23s. We'll go through uh, that game. They uh, went through to the Professional Development League, the PDL, uh, national final after beating Coventry City 3 2 at Ellen Road on Monday night. Kuntemanuskov scored from the edge, uh, from the outside of a box, uh, deep into extra time to win that one. We'll discuss all that before looking ahead to the final game of the regular season as Leeds United travel to Portman Road to take on already relegated Ipswich Town. Plenty of stuff coming up here on episode 19 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Well, we need to start, don't we, with that Aston Villa game uh, from last Sunday. 1-1, as everyone knows, uh, but both goals they were controversial, to say the very least. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair word to describe them, both the goals. I mean, I'm not sure I agree with Bielsa's decision on their goal, but um, I'm, I'm sure we'll go through their goal in a minute. Should we go through our goal first? Yeah, well, um, yeah, we'll go through our goal first. So, um, so it started from, from the goal kick, gets kicked up long, comes back, and uh, Cooper and Codger, uh, Aston Villa striker, they both go for it, and uh, Codger Cod- Cod- ends up going down for some reason. He, he tries to challenge Cooper, if anything. He tries to basically kick Cooper's leg from under him. Yeah. Trips over and does his own knee in. Yeah, they, they both just completely missed the ball. Kodja goes down injured. Um, and at this point, so five minutes before that, uh, I think it was a foreshore, he had gone down and Aston Villa ended up kicking it out. Uh, that should have been a foul anyway. Us. Yeah, it should have been a foul as well. But the thing with that one, when they kicked it out, it was right into the corner. There was plenty of bodies around. It wasn't a goal-scoring opportunity. There was no chance there. They only kicked it out because there was no chance. Yeah, we had sent it down on the left wing where there was other options all, all the Aston Villa players were pretty much just stopped playing really stopped running apart from you know the odd few defenders and they were pointing because Roberts he had the ball on the left hand side um, and the Aston Villa players they, they had stopped and they were pointing and screaming at Roberts to just say kick it out because our guy's down now the thing is you know the players don't have a right to kick it out absolutely they, not they have no right to say I right, stop the game you know it's not the NFL where, or NBA where we can just call timeouts it's not that you just play it until the referee stops it and the referee Free isn't going to stop it because the injury, it, you know, it's not like it's interfering with play and it's not a head injury. You know, it's it's not a head injury, so he doesn't have to stop it. Uh, so uh, Roberts, he's on the left hand side, and you know, everyone's a bit confused. But Roberts, instead of kicking it out, which reading the body language, it looked like he was going to. Oh, I could look at it thinking, you know, he slowed down because everyone else slowed down. He was just looking for options, but he does pick out Matthaus Click on the left hand side, uh, who uh, runs through. Click was in an offside position, so I think <laughs> on reflection, it is probably fair to uh, to do what we. Did which we'll go on to but uh, Click he, he goes down the defenders they start playing again Click cuts in on his right and right foot uh, and uh, Curls went into the uh, bottom right hand corner I mean it, it was some finish from Click first great, of all great goal 
I, I couldn't. I honestly, I was watching it on TV. I was around at my mate's house in York. We were all pretty hungover, and we were watching the game, thinking this referee is one of the worst referees I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, we were just sat there thinking, Grealish is getting given fouls every time he chucks himself on the floor, and we're just thinking this game, even though it's a dead rummer, is actually entertaining to watch because both teams are going for it, and then we scored. Can't <laughs> describe which a funny goal it was because the Villa players were absolutely furious. <laughs> yeah. So, so click. He, he scores. It was a great goal, and he turns around to go off and celebrate. Uh, but Conor Herbahan, he grabs Click by the shirt around the neck. He grabs his shirt, ends up ripping his shirt, actually. Um, and the real players are just absolutely fuming because we haven't stopped playing like they wanted to because their play is down. Um, and we've gone on and scored. Now, we've broken no rules at all, but they've just kicked off because they feel as though, oh, you should have stopped the game because our players are down when we shouldn't have. You know, like I said, we, we did nothing wrong at all. Um, and, you know, I just want to bear in mind as well, you know, so, so the game uh, on the Saturday uh, between Southampton and Bournemouth ended 3 all, uh, but James Ward-Prowse, uh, his goal on 55 minutes, he scored that while the Bournemouth man was down. There were no complaints from the Bournemouth players. They go scored. No controversy about it. That's what should happen, you know. It wasn't a head injury like Codger. That wasn't a head injury, so it's absolutely fine. Uh, yeah, so we scored. It does stand. It does count, of course, but then all hell breaks loose, basically. Um, Herberhan grabs click. All the other players rush in, uh, like the Woods, you know. It's your mate. He, you know, he, he's got he, your mate's been grabbed hold of. You're going to go try and protect him and, and, and get everything sorted. And then all hell, hell breaks loose. Bamford, he goes and grabs El Ghazi and pushes him out of the way. And while El Ghazi's turning around, uh, it appears that he... No, it, ba- it, it Bamf- looked like... Bamford doesn't actually grab El Ghazi initially. He grabs her hand from behind to get him off Click's shirt, drags him away from Click. El Ghazi then rushes in towards Bamford and grabs him. And then as El Ghazi turns round, uh, Bamford makes out like he's been hit in the face when in reality he's just... Yeah, but, but at the time off. it was like... Yo, Bamford's just been punched because <laughs> because uh, all, all you saw was El Ghazi swinging round and Bamford falling down, holding his face. So you're thinking, oh, he's been punched. El Ghazi ended up getting sent off. Uh, I think it was the linesman who made that call because he was looking at it. The referee obviously had too much to look at, really. So El Ghazi got sent off, but off, that has today uh, on the Tuesday that has been overturned and Bamford he has uh, been uh, issued a, a fine and a two-game ban uh, for deceiving the referee, uh, which I think is fair. Yeah. Um... I expected that. I'm not as I'm annoyed at Bamford for his conduct in a lead shirt because I don't yeah, approve I, of that whatsoever. No, I don't approve of that at all. I'm extremely angry at the FA and the EFL uh, that they have not suspended Conor Hurahan for three games of violent conduct. Yeah, because Conor, Conor Hurahan, uh, there's, there's another clip later on uh, where he's in the background and he seems to punch He doesn't Click. seem to, he does. Yeah, he, he punches he, he him punches in the stomach. He punches Click in the stomach and I mean, chest. Even taking that aside, he has Click's shirt almost over his head and he's ripping his shirt, yeah. grabbing him and screaming in his face and, has, and only got a booking for that mm. uh, and the, the FA they, they've said or the EFL they've said it wasn't violent conduct because they're biased corrupt <sighs> morons how on earth is it not violent conduct since when was punching someone in the stomach or chest not violent what is it saying that I can just go around the street punching people in the chest no of course I can't it's violent and I'll get you, arrested you can't have to wear a lead shirt mate yeah <laughs> the wearing a lead shirt you can I think that was ridiculous Conor Herbahan he should have been sent off in this game he wasn't he, he was given a yellow but it's being looked at afterwards and they've said it's not violent uh, which it really really is and and he should be banned but he isn't instead Bamford's being given a ban for, for two games which I think is 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 
you know, the right call. He, he does fool the referee uh, going down, and I don't accept that whatsoever. You know, in, in a lead shirt, I want people who are feisty. I don't want them falling to the floor pretending they've been, they've been hit, but posh boy Bamford, I've, of I've course. I've absolutely no problem with Click scoring that kind of goal and celebrating and getting in the other players' faces yeah. and winding everybody I, up. I want players like that. I, I want players I, like I, that. I, I don't, actually don't even have a problem with someone lamping Jack Grealish on the, on the pitch. <laughs> Uh, if, if if he's if he's kicking off in the, in the face like he was with Click later on, what I do have a problem with is play acting and just disgracing himself and disgracing the shirt. And it annoyed me because this distra- this whole incident distracted from how badly Aston Villa acted in the aftermath of that goal. Yeah, because the, the entirety of the British media has just slammed Bamford and ignored ignored all the kind of horrible, violent, scumbag yeah. behaviour of the Villa players. Yeah. That has got zero coverage. Yeah, it's amazing how little focus it's got. Yeah, I mean, Aston Villa, they were just crybabies, really. Um, but because it was so controversial, because it, it was being uh, shouted at, Bielsa, uh, he then goes and orders his player to give Aston Villa a goal. So basically, just let them kick off and run straight through the team and put the ball into the back of the net. Now, what do we think of this? Well, there's a bit of history to this, actually. Uh, Dean Smith, in his post-match interview, claimed, I'm not sure if this is true, but he claimed, he asked Bielsa this, and Bielsa agreed. I would be very interested to know if, in the reverse scenario, whether the honourable <laughs> the honor- guy that Dean Smith is, having formerly managed players of moral character like Ollie Watkins diving in our box, whether he would have done the same if they'd have scored that kind of goal. Yeah. I sincerely doubt Yeah, I, I, I don't think it would have. And it would have been interesting as well if, say that was a playoff final, or if we had won the game, we would have guaranteed the top two finish, if Bielsa would have done the same. I mean, but I, think, I, I get the sense that he would, and that, that scares me, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that kind of worries me a bit. For me, Bielsa's in... It, I don't, I don't like saying it, but Bielsa was wrong here. It was, for, it was so ingracious as well. By the, the amount of Villa fans that I saw that said, "Oh yeah, Bielsa's only done that because it's a dead rubber." He's like, he's giving you a goal. Yeah, you whining little fannies. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, um, and, and they were singing in the stadium, one nil up, and you, and you messed it up. But you know, we gave him a goal. We gave him a goal. But yeah, Bielsa orders the team to give him a goal. They run through at Derma scores. Pontus does try and stop it. I think Pontus was doing what everyone else wanted to see. <laughs> I, I, I think Pontus was was right there. You know, Pontus. I think everyone, every you know, everyone else. Was had a go at him for it though. Yeah, everyone had a go at him for it because Bielsa he ordered everyone to do it and he and he didn't listen. And I think afterwards as well they came out to do the uh, do the uh, uh, lap of honor. Pontus he was the last one out of the changing room. So I'm guessing he was he was getting told off by Bielsa for for. Uh, Possibly, for not yeah. for not listening, um, well, I could just be him not being able to get ready quickly enough. Um, but yeah, Pontus he tries to stop Adoma from scoring because maybe he didn't get a message. But I, I think that he, he just did not want it to happen. I don't think any defender or goalkeeper wants that to happen. But it did happen. Adoma went on. And, he just didn't agree scored. with giving away the goal, and I yeah. I didn't agree with it. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone agreed with it. But I mean. Bielsa, I think what was going through his mind was this is so controversial, and with what happened with Spygate, I don't want I don't want anything to, to spark out over this. Give us a big a big distraction. I want you know some decent press, not bad press. So just give him a goal, and you know at the end of the day, you know if we had won, yes, it would have been mathematically possible for us to finish in the top two, but realistically, it wasn't going to happen because we weren't going to beat Ipswich twenty nil. Um, so yeah, essentially, you know, it didn't really count for anything. So I don't mind on that aspect, but it does worry me. Would Bielsa do that in the playoff final if he does? And then that 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 would scare me a bit. But uh, Bielsa, being the gentleman he is, uh, gives them a goal, um, and they and it's one all. So we scored on seventy second minute. They scored on seventy seventh minute. So it happened in about six minutes. <laughs> this entire controversy. Um, it was just crazy. I, I've, I've seen it all now. I've seen it all now <laughs> in football. Um, but, 
before then, I thought it was a fairly average game, to be honest. Um, no, I, I thought there was. We weren't really creating many chances. I, I, I'd like to think it was even. We had a few shots wide. They they looked a lot better than the. Sh- we made them look a little bit better because whenever Kiko had to make a save, he, 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 he was far <laughs> too theatrical <laughs> yeah. with it. Where he could have just like moved across and passed yeah, it out. I, I think their chances. Kiko made them. Kiko Garcia made them were. look really good chances because it, it, you know, t- TV saves and whatever. They were you properly know. TV saves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 they, we made about. Yeah, Kiko made about two saves. Uh, they, they didn't really make many saves. Dallas sent like a, a hard volley wide. Click fired over the bar. I think Hernandez fired over the bar. We were just kind of, we were kind of kind of a lot of long range yeah. efforts. We yeah, were, I, I like I like to think it was quite of an quite of an even game. Both teams were getting some decent chances. a couple of saves chances, out of, yeah. but nothing major. Yeah, both teams were getting some decent chances. Probably quite even, but you know, not not it wasn't a game that you know the atmosphere was good. Probably again, you know, it's against Aston Villa. They saw that their way in, but you know, I, there, there wasn't really much happening really. Both teams just missing some decent chances. The only thing that we were really shouting about uh, was the referee Stuart Atwell, who had an absolute stinker. It was. <laughs> I mean, he's actually he excelled Peter Banks as the worst referee I've seen at Ellen Road this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was horrendous. Yeah, I, I give him a zero out of ten for F- that. Phil Hay gave him a two on the match range. Yeah. Which, I, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, how are you giving him a two? See, it's no more than a one. He was inconsistent with fouls, inconsistent with yellow cards. Yeah. It, it, he regularly gave fouls that weren't fouls and didn't give fouls that were fouls. It was just a nightmare. It was he, the it was the worst refereeing and officiating performance I have ever seen. He gave Jack Grealish anything he asked for. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have control of the game whatsoever. Um, and he fell for Aston Villa, mostly Jack Grealish's dives. Jack Grealish was diving all the time. He's a cheat. Yeah, uh, it's blatant cheating. The only thing that he got right was the Cooper challenge. He didn't send Liam Cooper off for his challenge and I, I thought, don't think he was ever going to send him off. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that. I thought that was a pretty good challenge. To be fair, he won the ball. Yeah, I, it's not even a card. He won the ball. Yeah, it's not a card for me. It's it, you know, it's maybe a foul because of the follow through, but it's not a card. I thought it was good, but referee outstanding challenge. He, he was awful. But what really, really annoyed me was he blew for half time when Hernandez. He was on the right hand side. He played the ball into Erling, who was running into the box. There was no no one in front of him. It was a goal scoring opportunity. It was, it was an attacking chance, and the referee ends up playing for half time. That is blatant cheating. <laughs> Me. Luke Ayling was about 15 yards out from their goal in their box and the referee blows the whistle. Yeah, that's that is blatant cheating. Honestly, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. And that's what everyone was talking about. Everyone, for about the, the first five minutes of half-time, were like, oh, I can't believe he's called half-time there. Honestly, cannot believe it. And I could not believe it. It was the worst referee performance I have ever seen in my entire life. Just blatant cheating from Aston Villa and the referee probably cheating as well. Um, I wonder how much Aston Villa paid him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aston Aston Villa diving, they were awful. Um, and, you know, I've come to the conclusion, uh, because Aston Villa wanted play to be stopped because of that uh, leg injury to Codger, because Dean Smith said in his post-match interview, we need to protect players like Jack Grealish. If Jack Grealish no had, one deserves protecting. If Jack Grealish had any more protection, he'd be wrapped in Kevlar with a, with, with a new identity. <laughs> he literally, nobody in this league has more protection than Jack Grealish. But why do we say that players need protection? It's a competitive sport. It's, it's a contact it's sport. It's a contact sport. No one's just, oh, he's a good player and he's protecting. No one foul him because he's be, a good player. When you play football when you're a kid and when you train, any kind of semi-pro or just Sunday league stuff, you're going in full-blooded challenges and you're leaving stuff on players. The best kind of challenge is the Liam Cooper challenge on Jack Grealish. Yeah. You win the ball, you leave a significant amount of pain on the 
on the guy you're tackling as well, <laughs> if if possible. And that that's the way it is. If yeah. you're an attacking player, you should expect to have lumps kicked out of you. Yeah. And if you're a defensive player, it's your job to make life as horrible as possible for attacking players. Yeah, exactly. And Alan Shearer was uh, is always saying on like match of the day. It's like when I played, if I came up against centre halves who weren't willing to rough me up, I just used to run rings around them. It was the ones uh, he, said, he said if they were willing to rough me up, I'd rough them up. And that that was how the game was played. <laughs> you jump into people, you shove in elbows, you kick him in the ankles, you following through and you're hitting him with, uh, hitting him with uh, yeah. your knees you're going through him you're getting into head yeah exactly and you're winding him up yeah and, and the, amount of, the amount of whining and rolling around and getting the, getting the physios on that Jack Grealish did in that game it was just disgraceful yeah. that, that one where uh, Calvin Phillips is just kind of jockeying him and he falls on the floor <laughs> he just he doesn't even fall he just jumps on the floor oh. and he gets given a foul yeah. he's mental there's, there's, there's a good clip on their Twitter I think it's the Adelites who, who made it of, uh, of a complimentation of, of the Grealish dives um, I've retweeted it on Twitter Twitter, it's at Ed underscore McIntyre 98, so, so go uh, seek it out. Uh, but yeah, it's a brilliant clip of all the dives. But yeah, because Aston Villa wanted players to be stopped because of a leg injury, because Dean Smith said that they need to protect players like Jack Grealish, which no one needs protecting at all, um, I've come to the uh, conclusion that they're all just a bunch of softies, really. They're not, they're not softies, they're just whining cheats. It doesn't surprise me that they've managed to get win 10 games in a row. I, I mean, I've been watching them play, they, they get penalties all the time. And, uh, no wonder. It, it, the one thing that could be said for Stuart Atwell is he did give one of their stupid penalty claims yeah they had about three different ones of John McGinn jumping on the floor and Tyrone Nings slipping in the box genuinely just slipping over his own feet yeah. and asking for a penalty it's, it's no wonder they won 10 games in a row because they just <laughs> cheat yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah that, that that's for rant over going on to, to the players who, who played Roberts Tyler Roberts he came on at half time uh, at left midfield for Jack Harrison I thought um, Roberts he, he was quite good kind of changed the game really really going down that uh, left hand side I thought it was really good yeah he was, it was he appeared to be I think you always get more space when you're out wide than you do in the middle and he's he's often in the middle of getting man marked by somebody's defensive midfielder so he had a lot more space out wide he was finding he was finding click a lot he was finding Bamford a fair few times and he was finding Hernandez and it, we, we, we just looked a bit we looked a bit more potent we looked a bit more penetrative with Roberts on the pitch and yeah. um, especially when he had, when he's in more space I think I, I don't know if he, Click would have scored it but even if Roberts hadn't slowed down on that chance I reckon Click would still have got up the pitch and he got into the box and had a, had a shot but yeah, it was it was that was a good substitution. I was yeah. su- <laughs> I was surprised that Berardi came up for Dallas. I didn't know Dallas had been injured because yeah, was... D- Dallas uh, he it was wobbling a little bit. Did not show it on TV. Uh, there, there was a point where he was down injured, and then but then he ends up getting up and starts like, jogging I, I, back. I saw him go down, but he got up and he didn't look too bad to me. So I, I... Nah, he, he looked he looked a bit bit uncomfortable. <laughs> the amount of people back. are just saying we brought Berardi just on, on to just injure Jack Grealish in the second half was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I mean yeah, uh, Dallas uh, looked like he went off with an injury. Hopefully he's not out for too long. But that. If he is, you know, that's another letter pack that we were about. Well, no, because we've got... What we've got, got no Douglas, got no Alioski, got no Dallas what, now. what I mean is we've got two weeks, because Dallas has to miss the Ipswich game, then Dallas has to miss the Ipswich game. That's yeah. it's, a, it's a pointless game, it means nothing. All we need is a point. It's, it's a mathematically secure third, all we need is a point. So, if he's out, he's out. And then you've got another, what, another week after the Ipswich game before yeah. the playoff first leg of the semi? Yeah, a week, week and a half. Yeah, so if it is only like a minor knock, if it's only like a strain or something like that, he might be back in yeah. time. I thought Dallas had a really good game as well at left back. Yeah, there was one point where he got he was absolutely furious with the referee when um, he went and tackled Jack Grealish. Of course, it was Jack Grealish. <laughs> uh, he, he, he dove in, and um, it looked to me like I didn't I didn't see any contact whatsoever. It looked like Dallas had gone in, and Grealish had just jumped over his legs, yeah. Ollie Watkins style, and. <laughs> 
<laughs> and just gone up and uh, on, on the right side Dallas didn't get booked purely because Bielsa got booked instead for shouting at the fourth official yeah Bielsa got booked <laughs> for uh, he's the first man, first ever Legion United manager to get a yellow card a loco <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was interesting as well because Bielsa never really gets in the face of the fourth official so he never has really has a go at the officials but, he hasn't had a go at a referee all season but, and we've had some bad ones but he, he after this game because they were all dreadful um, but Bavadi he came on I thought he looked good at left back so um, yeah we, we got options there pretty solid yeah you know all in all a solid performance from Leeds you know much more improved from recent weeks which is good to see man of the match for me though has to go to Calvin Phillips personally yeah, definitely it, because he uh, the st- stats from the from the game he had Jack Grealish in his pocket Jack Grealish had made 8 passes all game created 1 opportunity and won 7 alleged fouls <laughs> purely because every time he got the ball he got cleaned out by Phillips yeah. and when Phillips got booked I know I know it's that Phillips was still marking him but every time Grealish got the ball instead of uh, Phillips going through him it was Janssen going through him because Janssen hadn't been booked yet <laughs> we, we were sort of rotating defenders to just slide through him and injure him as much as possible yeah. well he's the best player and you take Grealish out of the game and you take Aston Villa out of the game yeah really. just stop Grealish you stop Villa they've got yeah. nothing Yeah, like, like you say Aston Grealish yeah Aston Grealish <laughs> it's a one man team they all rave about John McGinn the whiny little cheat who, who he seemed two foot Adam Forshaw and he, he, he got booked for it but he got booked but he literally had it wasn't just like sliding along the floor studs up he jumped with both feet studs up in the air into Forshaw's shins and didn't get sent off it was incredible yeah. I was looking at that and thinking that is a definite red yeah. uh, but back on I mean yeah solid performance from Leeds much more improved from, from what we've seen over recent weeks which is really good to see you know coming off the back of two really disappointing you know results we go out there come up against a team who had been unbeaten in 11 won 10 games in a row you know to go go get a point a, a one or draw I think that's that's pretty good really we should have won the game yeah should have if it wasn't for Marcelo Bielsa's moral <laughs> compass we would have won that game because we would have been 1-0 up they'd, they'd have been down to 10 men we'd have had them I mean for me on, on reflection I thought that point was probably fair I mean Tyrone Mings cleared it off the line Jed Stay made a brilliant save to stop Ananda scoring there was a, there was a few chances yeah but uh, one all um, yeah for, for me I thought we did quite well and you know I'm a lot more confident now heading into the playoffs after watching that than, than I was before of it how about you yeah with the exception of the opening 10 10-ish minutes where they were the better side we couldn't yeah. really get out of our yeah they, they got they got really honest really quickly yeah they, they, they started much stronger than we did but then after about 10 minutes we found our feet pushed them right back over there in, into their half and I thought we were fairly comfortable they didn't really offer much yeah they, every time they broke we brought we either brought Grealish or begin or, or, or Green down on the Green Andre Green on the wing down and they, they just all they really had was set pieces yeah that's all that's all I saw from the game yeah and uh, Jonathan Codger wasted probably their best chance when the ball fell to him on about 12-13 yards out and he spanned round and blazed it over the bar and I thought yeah they're, they're going to do not yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, much better performance from Leeds United which is good uh, but that point does mean that we do uh, that we do remain in the playoffs we can't well, we, we, to we were going to be in the playoffs so, anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> unless we beat them 12-0 we were going to be in the playoffs yeah. anyway <laughs> so Norwich and Sheffield United they're, they're up now heading into the last game of the season on Sunday uh, we're in third but we do still have stuff to play for because if we lose against Ipswich and West Brom beat Derby then um, you know <laughs> we, we could finish fourth <laughs> it is the most won. boring final day of the championship of all time yeah. because three all teams, teams are already relegated two teams are already promoted and yes the the only thing that's exciting the, the exciting games are the are the edge of the playoffs yeah. and realistically I know people are saying Bristol City but realistically Derby are going to get sixth place because yeah. they have a far superior goal difference Yeah, I mean they, they do have West Brom at, at home Actually, Sunday, which is might, quite that, tough that might work well for us because they need to win that game to get sixth Derby uh, and if West Brom lose then we don't have to do anything against it which is to get third so. yeah yeah 
that's the only thing to play for. Us guaranteeing that we finish third. So all we need is a point. And, yeah. so we can we should literally just sit on a nil nil and we'll we'll get third. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the only thing to play for. Uh, guaranteeing that we get third and also the, the sixth place battle. And uh, uh, speaking of that, who do, who do we want then? I, I'd imagine that we will finish third. You know, we can't lose tips. Which I mean, can we? <laughs> if you've been following Leeds for for any amount of time, you must realise by now that it was always written in the stars we were going to face Frank Lampard's Derby County in the semi-final of the playoffs. You you, you knew this was coming all yeah. season. The amount of animosity and rivalry we've had with them this season, despite the fact that we've been far better than them for the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> and we smashed them home and away, which fills me with confidence. Uh, we smashed Bristol City home and away. Middlesbrough worry me slightly because we don't suit playing against them. We, we Yeah, they just, they've, they've got a really good defence. We drew both games. The, the away game was a bit of a smash and grab yeah. by us. Uh, the home game was just one of the dullest games of football I've ever seen because we didn't have Pablo Hernandez they didn't offer any threat besides playing their usual bunch of trolls and giants and <laughs> gormless scumbags like Daniel Ayala um, so, so what do you want Derby then in the playoff I, I think it's out of Derby middles but I mean as it, as it stands Derby is sick on 70 points they do have a game in hand uh, over uh, Middlesbrough who are in 7th they are also on 70 points then Bristol are 8th um, on 66 points uh, again with a game in hand on, on Middlesbrough Bristol City they play on Tuesday night uh, away at Millwall um, they need a win that after one any hope of if they lose that or Jordan then realistically they're not going to get sixth place anymore Derby they play away at Swansea uh, on the Wednesday night um, and then uh, at the weekend it's a Middlesbrough there uh, away to Rotherham and then Derby at home to West Brom so I mean for me I I think it favours Middlesbrough um, yeah, Mid- Mid- Middlesbrough got the easiest fixtures but they've also played more games yeah so, so. if Derby beat, beats Swansea then I think Derby all they need is a point and then they've got sixth place so pretty much um, yeah it, w- it will be Frank Lampard's Derby County yeah. the playoffs and, and that, that'd be good I think, I think that, that'd be that'll really good. be an absolutely crap Sky Sports are going to milk the crap out of that yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a really, really good tie, this one, if it is Leeds versus uh, Frank Lampard's Derby County. It is going to be a cracking atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, for the second leg as well, which would be at Ellen Road, and it would be on, on a Tuesday night, so that would be that would be absolutely cracking. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm wanting it to to be Derby. I'm guessing you're wanting it to be Derby as well. Realistically, Bristol City aren't going to get it. So. Yeah, I was going to say either Derby or Bristol City, and I don't think Bristol City is going to get it, yeah, so, so it's going to be Derby. Derby County, hopefully not Middlesbrough. Well, now let's go on to the uh, PFA Championship Team of the Year, first of all, shall we? before discussing who picked up trophies at the Leeds United Player of the Year awards uh, for the season. So uh, the PFA Championship Team of the Year is as follows. So it is Randolph in goal. What do we think of that? That doesn't surprise me. I think he's got the most clean sheets. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Max Ahrens uh, right back. Uh, Norwich City's uh, Max Ahrens. I think that that's a that's a fair call. Uh, I'd either go for him or probably... Who's the lad playing for Wigan? Rhys James. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised with the... You know, so Liam Cooper and Pontus Janssen, they get the uh, two centre-back slots, which... Uh, 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 great, great news and uh, congratulations to them. But I was quite surprised seeing that because we've got two centre back slots. I was thinking, you know, there is Reese James, there's other defenders in the league which, which, which could have got that. But, you know, congratulations yeah. to, to, to Liam Coupon Pontus Jansen. I reckon Tyron Mings would have probably got it if he was there from the start of the season. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it surprises me, to be fair, because there's been a few good centre halves in this league. Webster for Bristol City has been pretty good. Yeah. Preston had a, I, I don't know the names, but Preston have had a, a couple of young up, upcoming centre backs have been pretty good. Yeah. He got left back. I, it's so small. I Jamal Lewis, I think. Um, right, yeah, Jamal Lewis of Norwich, of Norwich City. I think I think that's a good call. I think both of Norwich City's uh, fullbacks have been excellent this season. Uh, Pablo Hernandez, central midfield, I mean, of course, had to be in there. If, if you don't put him in there, you don't know about football. Yeah, um, it's weird though because he, he could have been right mid, but they've gone three strikers and. For, 
referee forward positions. Um, I was surprised that Calvin Phillips wasn't in there. Um, instead, it's Oliver Norwood. I feel as though Calvin Phillips is um, better than Oliver Norwood. Yeah, but... I think, Can't have too many I think they had to have a Sheffield United player in there. Yeah. As we'll go on to with the Leeds United Player of the Year award, Cam Phillips has, has gone through this entire season without picking up any kind of honours. Which real. is insane. Yeah. He, I, he has been, he's my player of the season. Yeah. He's been great. He's been great. Uh, but yeah, Oliver Norwood and then Jack Grealish for Diver. Um, then the Unbelievable forwards. that Jack Grealish got in that team. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many better centre mids in this league. And then the three forwards, Billy Sharp, Tammy Abraham and uh, Timu Puki, which are... Extremely predictable. Yeah, three extremely top, Three top scorers yeah. in the league. They're going yeah. to gonna get it. Yeah, of course we're going to be but that's the PFA team of the year so uh, congratulations to uh, Pablo Hernandez Pontus Jansen and Liam Cooper for, for getting in there uh, but let's uh, uh, move on to the uh, Leeds United player of the year awards then uh, that happened on a Sunday night after the Aston Villa game um, I was watching the uh, live stream that Leeds United were doing it kept on crashing so the, the, the production LUTV the, the production at LUTV is just <laughs> it's just <laughs> tremendous <laughs> uh, but yeah so so these are the um, these are the awards so Click Matthaus Click he got the uh, goal of the year for his goal uh, way at Sheffield Wednesday which we saw live yeah me and you were there that, that was a cracking it was goal. down our end of the ground as well yeah well deserved do you think there's been plenty of fantastic goals <laughs> from Leeds United this season especially from Matthaus Click but does that one for you take goal of the season Pablo Hernandez's 16 second goal against West Brom yeah. gets it for me for, for, for me that, that, that would have that, that, that was I've, I've, that was a proper lift at a time when we really needed it. Yeah, a time that we needed it. 16 seconds in, no back lift. I thought that was a fantastic finish from Pablo. Great goal. But Matthaus Click, I'd say a bit further out. No good complaints. Good technique, good lift. Superb goal. <laughs> yeah, superb goal. Um, so yeah, well done to Matthaus Click for, for getting that. Click of scoring goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Clark, he got Young Player of the Year. Um, I was a bit surprised by this. I voted for Tyler Roberts. I voted for Tyler Roberts. You know, for me, Jack Clark, you know, he came in, you know, he started really getting in the team back back in December. Um, or you could argue, you know, he showed against Sheffield. He United. only had about, I think he's only had about 13 appearances this season and Roberts has had, a, I think, 20 or something like that or 25 I, I just think Roberts has contributed more yeah he's contributed more and I think he's just shown it throughout the entire season you know when when Kemar Ruth and Pablo Hernandez were injured Roberts stepped in and scored uh, a handful of goals I think it was four goals in three games got um, two against Preston at home scored a got fantastic goal against Hull City away Hull away yeah it was a cracking goal that. yeah for me Tyler Roberts I think I think he's 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 made a much bigger impact especially over recent months I mean that number 10 role while Kemar Ruth has been out yeah for, for me I, I would have given it Tyler Roberts but well done to Jack Clark I'm sure he's going to get many more awards in his, in his career um, Leeds United Ladies Player of the Year was a uh, Calf Hamill uh, I, I don't really watch Leeds United Ladies so I can't really comment on that but congratulations to Calf Hamill um, and then the Player of the Year uh, award for the uh, first team uh, for the men's first team uh, Pablo Hernandez fantastic player 12 goals 12 assists from Bri- midfield brilliant for us however I voted for Calvin Phillips so did I and I think you know for me, you know, people say Pablo Hernandez I mean 12 goals 12 assists is fantastic especially for midfield and especially um, a 34 year old midfielder <laughs> yeah 34 years old now but yeah, for me, you know, he has been brilliant throughout the season, but he's not been consistently brilliant for me. I think he's had weeks where he's been insane, and then weeks where he hasn't been too good. Of course, he did have an injury at the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, for me, he's had weeks where he's been insane, weeks where he hasn't been too good. For me, Calvin Phillips has been consistently great throughout the entire season. And without Calvin Phillips, we have seen it. Without Calvin Phillips, we don't do too great. We, 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 yeah, we're just, we're not, we're nowhere near as good. I think, um, I think Calvin Phillips is a must in that Our team. success this season has been built. On the on the that triangle uh, between Liam Cooper, Pontus Jansen, and Calvin Phillips, if they have control uh, when we're building attacks, then we we smash team basically. We've struggled a little bit 
when the opposition has put players in between Calvin Phillips and Pontus Janssen and Liam Cooper. That's where we've come slightly unstuck at times. So, but when 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 they've all been playing as well as they possibly can, with um, Liam Cooper and Janssen passing out to the wings, launching balls forward, Calvin Phillips these long raking passes he's been doing this season and uh, winning the ball back in, in crucial times, in crucial places. He has been fundamental to our success this season. I would argue more or not hugely more but more than, than Pablo Hernandez yeah, has I feel as though we struggle a lot more without Calvin Phillips than without Pablo Hernandez yes Pablo Hernandez do lose a lot of creativity without him but for me Calvin Phillips needs to be in that team and I, I did vote for Calvin Phillips I I would have liked to see Calvin Phillips but congratulations to Pablo Hernandez but it is mental how Calvin Phillips has gone throughout this entire season without getting in any team of the years and without picking up any trophies at the Player of the Year awards um, that, that is mental um, also a win on Calvin Phillips as well back into the Aston Miller game he was on set pieces I thought it was brilliant on set pieces and it's taken us this long to figure out that Cameron Phillips is a great set piece taker. Uh, well, he's, he's taken free kicks in the past for Leeds, but they've been a bit hit and miss. But yeah. then again, everyone, but, in, everyone but, in this squad has a hit and miss free kick. The corners, they were on point. They were always yeah, getting past Yeah, the they, were, they were pretty good in this game. Yeah. They just got defended quite well because Mings is a giant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but those are the awards. Uh, the Leeds United in the 23s, they also won the uh, 2019 Academy Moment of the Year uh, for winning the PDL North title. Great achievement in that. Well, well deserved. They've been great yeah, and fantastic to watch they've been fantastic to watch throughout the entire season and they just keep on doing it don't they they, they took on Coventry City in the PDL uh, National Playoff semi-final uh, which is for uh, to try and win promotion um, they took on Coventry City on Monday night at Ellen Road it was 2-2 after normal time but 3-2 uh, to Leeds at the end of extra time thanks to a wonder goal from Kunte Minuskov if you haven't seen it go watch it it's all over online it was a fantastic goal wasn't it Shades of Aguero really I think yeah for the, for the, but further out though outside the box for, for the type of movement taking the extra touch finding the space and just rifling it home it was it, <laughs> it was, was it, it was like watching it was like watching Aguero it was the kind of goal you'd see Sergio Aguero yeah, score it was just Premier League. further outside the box uh, yeah. yeah outside the box obviously so. not as good as good opposition but yeah. still a good goal Fan- fantastic finish from Kunta Minuskov you know fantastic goal to win any game any game but all the goals in this game I thought were excellent uh, the, the first goal uh, came just after five minutes uh, the ball play was Liquid football, to, really. Yeah, ball was played through to Izzy Brown. A nice back heel flick to Robbie Gotts, uh, who took a first time shot and it went into the uh, top left hand corner. Fantastic finish to, to, uh, to uh, start off the game. Uh, and then, of course, commentary equalised. We got two one ahead uh, through Ryan Edmondson, uh, who was a substitute. We'll go on to him in a moment. Um, but that was a good goal by him as well. You know, a bit scrappy because it is a corner. Uh, goalkeeper punched it out um, and it does take a bounce. But uh, Edmondson on the turn, half volley into the, the net. I thought it was a, a really good finish. Uh, but then, of course, the winner, a uh, fantastic goal by uh, Temenuskov in extra time. And it's great for him in 23s as well. Um, you know, again, showing great character and fight, you know, to, to go to extra time after conceding. You know, we conceded uh, Coventry's uh, their second goal and we conceded that, you know, so late on in, in, in the uh, normal time. To go on into extra time and, you know, still keep fighting and then score that winner, I thought it was excellent. It should, again, be the character of the in 23s. Yeah, uh, it was great. And it got a bit scrappy as well at one point because uh, Jack Clark got taken out on the edge of our box and the referee didn't give a foul. Uh, so he got up and the Coventry players passed it back and they were just about to run into the box. <laughs> and Clark, making no attempt to win the ball, just two-footed whoever had the ball at the time. <laughs> and, and it all massively kicked off. Yeah. It, it was a very entertaining 
entertaining game, to say mm. the very least. But yeah, fantastic goals, fantastic for me in 23s to get the win. Uh, a word on the lineup: Izzy Brown, he started as a number nine uh, up front. I thought that was a bit interesting. Edmondson was dropped to the bench, uh, but that for me shows Izzy Brown, he's not in the, fir- in the plans for the first team at all, is he? Probably not, no. And given Bamford's ban, Edmondson will be on the bench, I imagine, for Ipswich and for the first leg of the semi-final. Yeah. Whoever that's against, yeah. probably Derby. Yeah, probably. Um, I was thinking that because Edmondson, he, he was on the bench and I'm thinking, well, Edmondson's usually a starter. Which is it, good because he's, Edmondson's the exact opposite type of player to Roof because yeah. Roof's obviously running the channels, he's quick, he's skillful. Edmondson, Edmondson is, is a, massive. <laughs> he's a target <laughs> man, essentially. Man-mountain, man-mountain and he's a, and he's only, what, 18? Yeah, I think he's 18 or 19. I think he might be 18. And um, he's, he's great in the air, he's good on corners, yeah. he's a powerful finisher whereas Roof prefers more or less, nearly always brewing at top corner. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it, bottom corner. And it's not like first team is anything new to uh, Ryan Emerson, of course. Paul Leckenbottom gave him a chance towards the end of uh, last season. Um, so yeah, Edmondson was dropped to the bench, of course he came on. Uh, I think Edmondson probably, you know, you know, rested a bit. I, I think that they did have in mind, oh, Bamford could get in trouble here. Stick Edmondson on the bench uh, on Sunday against Sips, which I, I think that that's a massive possibility now, uh, especially now that Bamford's out for two games for deceiving the referee. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, interesting uh, lineup For me, Bogus, I thought he was really good. Um, starting Jack Clark as well, he looked to be back at his best for me. Uh, who impressed you the most in this game? I think Gotts had a very good game. Yeah. I was impressed with Robbie Gotts. Yeah, uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's, ve- he's got a good football in brain as Robbie Gotts. He, can, he gets out. I've seen it. I've watched him play a few times and he, he's constantly getting out of what I would class as extremely difficult situations. <laughs> sort of being closed down from like three different positions. Players kind of ch- trying to hit the ball off him. He's, he's excellent under pressure, which is, a, which is a, a trait you need to become a good senior player. I was impressed with him. Yeah. Thought Brown had a good game. Um, is he Brown a good game? Yeah. He assisted the first goal. Yeah, he did have a really good game. He was yeah. involved, and I thought I thought Edmondson was just brilliant. Was just uh, yeah, when he came on, nineteen yeah. goals for the season. He's been, I think, he's obviously been player of the season. With nineteen goals. He's been kind of spearheading their charge, and he won the title with them. He got to the semi final of the cup, and now they might be going on to get promoted, yeah. providing they win the next game. So uh, yeah, I've been I've been really impressed with these under twenty threes, and I yeah. would I would like to see a few of them and get. Some game time. Yeah, I'm so switch. I'm so looking forward to seeing them, you know, make the jump up. It's you know, it's a big jump up, but I want to see how to do. They're so good with the under twenty threes. I'm I'm I'm. Really I want I want to see Jamie Shackleton playing against Ipswich. Yeah, I, I really want to see Jamie Shackleton again in the first team this season. You know, the last time he was featured in the first team game was against West Brom. He came on, got an assist straight away. So he's done nothing wrong. I would like to see him again. Uh, but Bogus, he looks really really good. One for the future. Very young still. I think he's seventeen years old. Um, and Jack Clark as well. He he looked uh, good in this game. So, um, yeah, Un23s, brilliant, fantastic, winning an award for Academy Moment of the Year of 2019 and then also beating Coventry to go to the final, uh, which is a fantastic stuff. Uh, but that's for Un23s. Hopefully they go on and win the final. Um, that, that'll be really good. Uh, but now let's look ahead to the uh, final game of the uh, regular championship season for Leeds United. Uh, it's come so quick, hasn't it, yet for the end of the season. It's just absolutely flown by. Time flies when you bought the automatics, mate. Yeah, and time flies, <laughs> with, and time flies when you get much, much older as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, they take on Ipswich Town away at Portman Road on Sunday. Ipswich, of course, already relegated to League One, um, and we can only finish in the playoffs now. So some may say it's a dead rubber game, but for me, you know, there is still plenty to play for. As I said, no, we need a point to guarantee that we finish third. Uh, you know, we don't want to finish fourth and end up playing against Aston Villa. Um, so a point to guarantee third—that's something to play for. And also, you want to go into those playoffs on the back of a win, don't you? Yeah. 
you want that, to. That's why I. That's one of the another one of the reasons why we should be able to start giving away that goal because it would be nice to go with a bit of momentum into the playoffs. But yeah. we stopped the rock because we had two defeats. I think, there, I think there is still momentum from that game. I think that game has given the fire in the players' bellies. Oh, that, it's a know, big lift. We played really well in that game, and yeah. if we can, if we can play that well against Ipswich and whoever finishes in the in the semi final and final of the playoffs, providing we get to the final, then I think we'll. I think we'll, I think it'll take a, a good side to beat us. Yeah, a, a good side and good form. Yeah, definitely, and you no, know, we do a lot better against the big sides as well. You know, yeah. Season. <laughs> you look at the losses QPR, Birmingham, Stoke, Brentford, Black, Wigan. Blackburn. Just awful, awful teams. Terrible, terrible teams. And then you come up against the big teams. Yeah, we lost against West Brom away uh, 4 1. That was just Be- a really beat Norwich, off. Beat Sheffield just... United, beat West Brom, beat Derby twice, Bristol City twice. <laughs> Picked up points, uh, two couple of points from Middlesbrough, both home and away. Yeah, Swansea, we got four points. Yeah, so against the big sides, we do really well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that it does come down to that mindset thing. Players going into a game thinking, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park, but it really isn't. Um, Speaking of walks in the park, we have Ipswich away next. So yeah, they, they are not a big team. Oh, it should be a win. <laughs> Ipswich. Yeah. It's amazing how many times we say that, mate. We don't win. I don't really care whether we win or not. I want to see a run out of a few younger players. I want to see a good performance. I want to see energy. I want to see fight. I don't want to see any suspensions or injuries. Yeah, I, I just want to see effort, really. Yeah. Just effort. Treat it like a friendly, we have to draw. Yeah, <laughs> play, play like we did against Aston Villa, and that'll be good. Uh, I, I want to play Roof. Uh, we're going to go through the lineup. Yeah, we'll go through the line, lineup uh, uh, shortly. Uh, but, you know, it, it should be a win. Ipswich already relegated. They're a poor, poor side. We, they've the, only the, won they've four. Dr- they've drawn a huge amount of games, though. Drawn 16, but they lost 25 and only won four all season. Yeah, we, we battered them. Uh, yeah. at home we always seem to draw down there though every, yeah. well, every, t- we, every time I see us play Ipswich at Portman Road it's a 1-1 yeah. draw well we lost there last season didn't we uh, you know Kenny got sent off their head but uh, but yeah I mean Ipswich that poor side I mean you look at this, their top goal scorer is Edwards on 6 goals he's joint top goal scorer with Freddie Sears on 6 goals Come I on! Fre- I think Freddie Sears is injured as well. Yeah, uh, maybe if that is, then you know he's one of their best players, really. Freddie Sears going forward, but yeah, they're, they're a poor, poor side. But you know, like I said, we don't do too well down in Suffolk at Portman Road. Uh, we haven't won there since uh, Saturday, August the twenty fourth, twenty thirteen. Uh, I like how you got the day there as well, <laughs> not just the date. Yeah, we're, we won two one. Uh, I'm on placement at uh, Yorkshire Evening Post this week on the sports decks. Of course you are. And I, and, I had to, and I had to write a piece about the last five meetings at Portman Road between Ipswich and Leeds, so that's how I know that. <laughs> of course you do. And no off by art as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we won 2-1 there. Uh, but of course this season though, we did beat them 2-0 at Ella Road back in October. I was really impressed with their uh, goalkeeper in that game. I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce his name. Bielkowski. Well done. Well done. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we beat them 2-0, so we know how to get the job done. And you know, I'm expecting that we are going to do the double over them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No doubting that we're going to be expected to win the game by the rest of the championship. Anyone with an acker and ourselves, uh, but we've got we got to turn up and just play like we did against Villa. If we can just put in a good performance, not a Brentford performance, then we'll be fine. Yeah. I, I have no worries whatsoever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've apparently back for this game. Uh, of course, he missed the one-all draw with Villa uh, due to a hip injury. But if he is back, that's fantastic. Um, uh, of course, he is going to um, start. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but he probably will start ahead of Edmondson and Bamford. He's, of course, suspended. Um, what other changes would you make, though, um, in the lineup? Of course, left-back, if Dallas is injured. Barardi, I'm guessing, is probably going to start there. Probably, uh, yeah. But yeah, what, would you make any other changes to start in 11? Uh, I'd probably sort of sure or click out for really? Shackleton. I mean, no, I, I was surprised he the, the, the lineup against Aston Villa for sure alongside Click in forward midfield roles and I understand this, you're on about the those three. I was, solidity I, yeah yeah but no but I was looking at that at the start thinking oh I'm quite worried about this because for sure alongside Click doesn't really work for sure along, alongside Phillips and alongside Click 
I'm not really too sure how that's going to work, but I thought it did really well, and I thought it gave us a lot more cover in midfield, which is what we've lacked. I, I wouldn't change midfield at all. Uh, well, maybe, but I, I just want to see more. I want to see a bit of variety in this kind of in this because it means nothing. So I, I, I want to see a few more uh, new faces. If, yeah. I know Clark had all got injured against Coventry, otherwise I would have stuck him up on the wing. Yeah, Sir Harrison. I would, I would love to see him get make his yeah, debut. Clark Adore, I think he's great. Ty- Tyler Roberts. I'd start him at left midfield over Harrison. Yep. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Harrison, he had a poor game, really, against Aston Villa. Tyler Roberts, he had a fantastic game. So, you know, it's it's not a a hard choice there. You you stick Tyler Roberts on on left mid, I'd make that change. But for me, I can't really see Bielsa making any more changes. I don't think he's going to experiment. You want a solid... A solid game. We just want to get through playoffs. this without any injuries or any suspensions yeah. or any scraps where the yeah. FA can issue us sanctions. Yes, maybe if you're looking at it that way and then probably a few changes would be right. You know, take out your, your main players. But for me, you want to take momentum into the, into those playoffs. And uh, for me, you know. Just if we're winning in the game and we're like 2 0 up on like the 70th minute, just take everybody off. We well, can't. Take three players off. No, exactly. It's not friendly. You know what I mean? But take, take Roof off, take Click off, take. Pontus off. Take Pontus off and then just... Or Cooper. Yeah, and just stick Apple Halme on, stick Shackleton on, yeah. stick Edmondson on, and then just see the game out. Yeah. And there's no need to risk our better players when we don't have to. Yeah. Uh, score prediction then? Probably 2-0 leads. 2-0 leads. I, I would go... Yeah. I-, I reckon we'll keep a clean sheet. We ne- we'd have a hammer team, so probably 2-0. Yeah. I reckon we'll keep a clean sheet and I reckon we may, we may score. I- I'll go 2-0 as well. I- I'm agreeing with you, but but we should win. Definitely should be beating Ipswich if we're not. Then then, <laughs> then I'll be very worried going into the playoffs, but uh, hopefully we do. Uh, but that brings us to the end of uh, episode 19 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you uh, very much to Charles, as always, for joining me. Yep, cheers for having me on, mate. Um, thank you to everyone who has uh, listened as well. Really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed, then do the usual. Uh, subscribe or follow the podcast. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Cheers have a podcast around as well help us out uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on all our social media platforms it's All Things Leeds on Facebook and All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram keep up to date with everything that is happening subscribe to your YouTube channel as well if you have not already me and Charles we will be back next week to uh, look back on uh, the last game of the season uh, the Ipswich game and then I don't know I don't know because we've got a bit of time to the playoffs maybe a quiz maybe something just to fill the time next week I mean I've got a lot of exams on so we'll see about that but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah we'll we'll try to be back next week then Uh, but yeah thank you again uh, very much uh, for for listening and uh, we'll see you later